Hey there, everybody. It's late night. And, uh, I'm recording for 15, 4 15 in the morning. Just about to go to bed here. And I wanted to share some things. I haven't done a proper Sean Connery tribute on the Hamp Palace yet. This will probably be part of one. I, you know, I. Oh, I can't believe we lost Sean Connery and Trebek in the same year. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. I'm having a hard time with that. Um, yeah, let me adjust the mics a little bit here. I'm recording on my Zoom camera, which is kind of meant for podcasts. It's got a good audio on it, good audio mics. Um, but, you know, Connery, I grew up with Connery. I think a lot of us did. Within a certain age level, uh, one of the things that has been mentioned is, uh, or not mentioned that that much. What's kind of in between the lines is, is the generation connection between uh, father and son. For those that are listening, that maybe had a, a father growing up, or a father figure, or maybe an older brother that, that acted like a father. Um, there's something about the Sean Connery Bond movies that it's a connecting link between father and son. Um, it's just kind of, those things are kind of like, those things are like guy stuff, you know, it's, um, it's how fathers and sons kind of relate to each other a bit through, uh, that, that kind of a fantasy uh, maleness, um, a uh, masculinity there that's imagined through a movie like Bond, where <clears throat> he's suave, he, he dresses great, and all that, and kicks ass. And the lines, the one-liners, I mean, just something about those movies that I mean it, <laughs> you know I've had uh, a couple stepdads um, the first one I had uh, uh, yeah I probably watched a little bit a bond with him yeah for sure I was definitely definitely the Roger Moore I grew up with the Roger Moore uh, era bond but I definitely grew up with Connery too not just in, in the older bond movies but with the his other movies like uh, Time Bandits and uh, eventually Highlander. Um, so many neat movies that he was able to do. Um, the Untouchables, you know, that was huge. Watching that on TV. Um, he was always that uh, that guy that knew what was going on, experienced, 
um, a mentor role. You know, this is later on. I remember watching uh, Never Say Never Again. And I think that might have been one of the... <laughs> I don't know if I watched, if I saw that after or before his original ones. Like, I know Dr. No, I didn't watch till a lot, a lot later on. Probably college. Maybe a little bit of high school. Accidentally. Accidentally. Um... Goldfinger. Um, I probably watched that high school, late high school or college. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where, like, Never Say Never Again was way later. But and a lot of people say that oh he was just kind of he was just cashing it in, but. That was memorable to watch. When you're a kid, there's a scene where Bond was playing a video game uh, with the main villain there. And it's one of those where it, like, shocks you or something if you, if you, if you screw up. <laughs> kind of like the Ghostbusters scene where he gets shocked if he gets the wrong card. But I remember watching that and being like, man, that's... You know, I guess probably because I was like the video game generation, kind of like watching that being like, that was, you really did feel a lot more invested. Like, imagine playing a game like that where it just shocks you if you lose. I mean, video games could be painful enough, especially in the 80s, you know. It could be traumatic, and then you had physical pain on top of it. Jeez, you know, that, that was something. So it had some neat ideas going on in it. Um, I th I think it was much later till I I rewatched it and I, that the 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 gene the jeez oh, I can't even talk the scene in the gym was pretty awesome I I liked that action scene appreciated it more um but that was like before I even realized you know never say never again wasn't part of the original company it was like a a competing Bond movie. I didn't really register that in my mind till way later. You know, you're just kind of taking this all the stuff in, visually and emotionally, when you're growing up. Um, and of course, you know, there wasn't the internet, and you know, you had to find out stuff through movie magazines, uh, the behind-the-scenes stories, and all that. So yeah, um, yeah, that. That, that so it's interesting now how much we weren't told and didn't know, but we had to put things together, <clears throat> or we didn't find out till much later what was going on with the studios. Why was there Sean Connery Bond when there's been Roger Moore for so long? Um, but yeah, I guess the connection, you know, the one-liners, quoting the one-liners. I think, I think. Mostly, I connected with uh, with my dad uh, watching in, them in California, and he'd tell me the stories about. <laughs> and this is part of keep keeping his memory alive. Um, he'd walk into the movies, and he'd like he'd try to emulate everyone is emulating Sean Connery, like it was it was a big deal. It was kind of it was new for everybody to 
get into this and he would go to the theater when he was a kid and uh you know in Mexico Mexico City or whatever and uh just try to emulate him he thought it was so cool and um <laughs> of course we always said we started emulating uh my dad and I I we both loved the line from Goldfinger He's like, uh, because you're going to die, Mr. Bond. Or, I expect you to die. But we would always say, <laughs> we would kind of tease each other and say, lead some sentence into eventually saying, because you're going to die, Mr. Bond. You know, <laughs> it's like we're, we're both in on the joke of how over the top it could be. And uh, yeah, I mean, you really notice it a lot. And uh I'm trying to think which one it was. A little bit of Dr. No, but uh, the Austin Powers stuff from, uh, uh, I think it's the one, not Thunderball. Although there's a lot of Dr. Evil stuff in Thunderball, but um, whenever there's Spectre, Spectre involved with the, petting the kitty, the white kitty, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's one where there's, there's the Frau, the Frau character, and it's pretty funny. It, it's pretty funny how how much Austin Powers borrowed or pretty much stole from the early Connery Bonds, you know, Bond movies. Like, it's uh, but yeah, I mean, Sean Connery was part of our lives for so long. Um, the Hunt for Red October. <laughs> I mean, man, I remember going to see that at the movies and just how intense that was. And the directing with the close-ups and, uh, and this tight submarine. And it was all on the line. I'm, I'm really, I need to watch that. I need to watch these movies again now that I talk about it. Just the heaviness, especially when you're younger. And uh, everything's so much more adult and... Uh, but it's it's cool. It's really good. Like it, he brought such presence and uh, authoritiveness to his roles, um, and he was fantastic. Like outside of Bond, he really was able to take characters and roll with them, man, and make them unique. Although he was very Sean in all of them, but he still made them all pretty dang unique. Um. Time Bandits. It, it comes back to that because that's one of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, I was just so blown away by that movie. And when he shows up in the film as the <coughs> uh, warrior, like the warrior uh, Spartan, uh, fighting a, a minotaur, or at least a guy dressed up like a minotaur, I mean, that's such a neat surprise. Because you don't expect it. And he's definitely that King character. I mean, he knows how to play those roles. And uh, it's just such a neat... He brings such a neat grounding presence to that fantastic movie. And uh, so glad he was in it, man. I'm, so, I'm going to watch Time Bandits again. Man, I got I to gotta start watching my old movies again now. Because I got so, so many of them. But I just... I push them away because of the. I'm so productive. I'm just. 
I'm doing my hobbies all the time, but man, Connery, it's it's an end of an era, you know. And Trebek's a whole nother podcast. I mean, growing up with him on Jeopardy, not like I was a hardcore Jeopardy fan. I, I really wasn't, but you know, it was always fun watching everyone around me get all fired up over Jeopardy. And Trebek was always such a class act, definitely class act, um, professional. Um, so cool. So cool. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's sad, man. It's really sad. Uh, but you know, Connor, he didn't, I don't think he had a painful death. I mean, they said that he, he had dementia and everything and, you know, my grandpa had that and that that's a tough one to get, you know, to care, take care of somebody like that. And it's heartbreaking and. But, you know, he died in his sleep. I mean, that's not a bad way to go, man. And uh, there's a really cool interview with Connery on YouTube where this guy's kind of, he gets invited to Connery's room and he sits down and they chat about all his movies. And you get to see kind of a real side of him that's so different from all the characters he plays. Like he's, he's an honest-to-goodness Scotsman. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's one of the things everyone says about him. It. Like, he, he, even after all those years, he's managed to still stay pretty grounded, pretty for the most part, pretty grounded. Um, and I think that it, that has something to do with him. Uh, just growing up, probably kind of blue collar atmosphere, uh, working hard. I know he had a lot of odd jobs and everything. I even, I think, even think he was like competing for like Mr. like a bodybuilding competition or something like that so but yeah he he'd had a lot of odd jobs hard working jobs I think he had like some manual labor jobs and stuff he played soccer or football however you want to say it um he did he even directed his own movie uh which I got to see in black and white about something about the state of of um unions or, or, or that equivalent over there of like something against uh, the work programs or something like that that was kind of like his comment on how the work society was going it, it's pretty cool it's really cool um but yeah i mean interviews honest blunt maybe blunt a little bit too much more than people want to <laughs> want him to be but, uh, you know, I've heard stories about him on some film sets like The Rock where he was being kind of difficult. <laughs> but, I mean, when you're working with Michael Bay, I mean, Michael Bay is pretty damn difficult. Uh, he's a taskmaster and uh, very similar to James Cameron, where, from what I've heard, just really, like, like a really hardcore, like, this is how we're going to do it. Come on, let's do it. Uh, why haven't you done it? Let's do it. You know, this kind of personality, I think. Commandeering. Um, and I think some stars can kind of... I think it just clashes with egos. Um, there's a lot of stories. Um, uh, there's a good story. I hope he doesn't mind, but a friend of mine told me about this where... Uh, somebody went to go pick up Sean Connery uh, for work 
uh, as part of their work, you know, job there and pick him up at the airport and they were looking for him. And this guy, he got a tap on the shoulder and Connery was right behind him, like out of nowhere. I go, man, that's so Bond-like, that's fantastic. You know, and there's there's another story where they're in the car and he says something to him like, like he's driving him around and something. It's something witty. Imagine going to the airport to pick up Sean Connery. And he turns out to be kind of a character somewhat live up to his uh, Bond reputation. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but man, there's just so much. I mean, you know, I went up north uh, over, you know, over the summer there. And I watched uh, the, man, the Man Who Would Be King. And uh, that was, you know, the second time I watched that. But that is a solid, good movie. And they're both so great in it. Um, Kane and Connery. And uh, it's cool that they're friends in real life. And It's just so sad to hear about him. Like on Halloween, that's when I heard about the news. On Halloween that he died. It was a full moon that night. I was uh, giving out candy to the kitties for a job out there in the parking lot, which was pretty cool. But, you know, it was... Yeah, it's, I think there's a lot of stuff on Connery still right now, but I, I just haven't brought myself to really watch, watch too much because it's just so soon. Same with the Bond movies. Like, I got to give it some time before I can kind of watch those again because he, he's felt such a part of our fabric and society for so long. You know, he's always there, even in retirement, you know. You know, he was out there and like, oh, is he going to come back and maybe do a movie out of nowhere? Just if he likes the movie enough, you don't know, you know. Um, and who can forget uh, Indiana Jones's father? Like, I remember to go and see that in the theater. That was a great experience to go see that movie in the theater when that came out. It was a big deal, that movie. Like, they had posters there given out and it was awesome. So, I, you know, I'll never forget you know, the neat little tricks Indiana Jones had to do to get over to the other side of the of the cave there and put the put the sand on the land bridge and Yeah, man. And Connery that was so much he was great. It was so much comedy between those two. And good one liners like I named the dog Indiana <laughs> And uh I suddenly remember my Charlemagne. But my weapons be the rocks, and the, and the wind, and the trees, or something to that effect. You know, let, uh, let my weapons be the rocks, and the wind, and the trees, or something. and the birds, and the sky, something like that. That was pretty awesome. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, son. They got us. Yeah, he shows them that. And he shows them the wing that's been shot with the bullets when they're on the plane. Uh, uh, Jehovah starts with an eye. You know, there's just so many good little scenes in that movie between them. It's, yeah. It's awesome. I'm going to have to rewatch that. Um, uh I might have to do a part two of this because this is already getting kind of long. I, I do have to get some kind of sleep. 
but I, you know, I can't not talk about Connery. Um, I, I might even get a guest on to, to cover the rest because a, a buddy of mine uh, who I met through a uh, London Real program, uh, I'm sure he might want to talk about it because we talk about the Bond movies and we're both big fans. So, but I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to say this is the end of part one. I'll definitely do a part two, I think. Um, so good night, long days and pleasant nights, and uh, that can be only one, Connery.